Hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio. It's brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting services, and now business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. Today, I'm honored to introduce to you Peter Yunt. He comes to us from a long career as an executive in the construction industry. Then he turned his focus towards people instead of the buildings that house them. He quickly became a leading insurance and benefits agent in the Atlanta area. He's a licensed insurance agent in Georgia, Wisconsin, Alabama, South Carolina, and Minnesota. And Peter's mission has developed into helping businesses and individuals understand and prepare for the new paradigm of benefits and insurance they are currently facing as a result of the Affordable Care Act, also, of course, known as Obamacare. Representing Health Markets Insurance Agency, Peter has access to the leading providers, cutting-edge technology, and superior training to provide his clients with the highest level of service and expertise. A couple of years ago, Peter joined forces with Brad Foley, a longtime friend and chief value partner of HR Value Partners to broaden his portfolio of services. HR Value Partners helps businesses succeed by providing customized, hands-on assistance on a project basis. Also with us in the studio is the co-host of Strategic Insights Radio, David Wilkins. David comes to us from a long and distinguished career uh, in business and entrepreneurship with companies such as Whitridge Associates, IBM, ENY, PricewaterhouseCoopers, among others. Today's Strategic Insights Radio will discuss HR services and planned benefits programs. David, the floor is yours. Thanks, Mike, and welcome, Peter. Good morning, David. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me this morning. Great. So let's get started. Please tell us a little bit more about uh, HR Value Partners. HR Value Partners was uh, was founded by by my good friend Brad Foley. He's uh, uh, been an executive in in uh, human resources for more than twenty years, working with some some pretty large companies. And uh, recently, he decided he wanted to hang up his own shingle and and went out on his own. And uh, so he he formed uh, HR Value Partners. We're based uh, actually in southeastern Wisconsin, uh, but we've got clients throughout the Midwest and uh, and the eastern uh, eastern seaboard. Okay, so. Let's uh, talk a little bit about what types of services the HR Value Partners provides. Well, we're a, we're a full service outsourced HR company. So, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, um, what does that mean? <laughs> good question. Um, for smaller companies, uh, what it means is we can really be your HR department. You know, most of the time, uh, you you walk into a small company. You know, that's uh, 10, 15, 20, uh, 20 employees, that sort of thing, and Aunt Betty or the uh, the executive assistant or the finance guy handles the HR problems and and uh, not even problems, just the issues. Uh, but that is a problem, right? Because they're not uh, they don't have the education for it. They don't have the time for it. Uh, it it's there's it, just some a lack of continuity and, and and opportunities there. So what we can do is fill that gap. Most of the time, they can't afford a full-time HR person. That's why why Aunt Betty is doing it. But we can do things for them on a consulting or a retained basis. Come in and do a project for them. Say, uh, create a, an employee handbook or create an onboarding situation. Or for a small company, again, we can be that HR person. We can have somebody on site one day a week or one day a month or whatever they need. Just be available by by phone or email to handle all of those HR those HR issues. It's critical to have somebody who understands how HR works uh, because there are 
50 odd laws between the states and the feds dealing with employees and employment. And a lot of those laws are very, they're not, they're, they're, they're counterintuitive. And, and so you can find yourself in a bad way pretty quickly. Um, so we, we try to help our, help our companies stay out of trouble with, uh, with the state and the feds. Well, yeah. And it can easily run into that trouble situation because I, th- I think of small businesses, you know, you, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, and then you don't know what you don't know. And that's prop in HR. I suspect that really can hurt you bad. Yeah, it really does. It, it, it really does. And, and a lot, of, as I said, it's counterintuitive. There are a lot of things that particularly entrepreneurial companies will do that makes, makes perfect sense to them that are actually, they fly in the face of a federal labor law. You know, for example, you, you're growing and you want to establish some new workflow procedures because, because you're growing and things aren't working as well. Often those, those companies will have a meeting. They'll sit down with everybody. Everybody will come up with ideas. They'll select the top three or four of them and say, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do from now on. This is how we're going to go forward. They got everybody's input. Everybody decided on how they were going to move forward. And that's how they move forward. You violated federal labor law by doing that. And most people would think, Hey, that's, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get input from my people. And uh, unfortunately you can't do that. And, and so we try to help companies avoid those things that are really pitfalls and traps that they may never see coming. What, what are say the, maybe the top five or, you know, whatever number it is that you would say that are the ones that would really be things that people really wouldn't think about, but it could be those traps. Well, uh, as I said, you know, the, that what I just described is called a, an employer-dominated union, and that can happen in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, a big one that's happening right now are uh, 1099 employees. You know, a lot of a lot of companies trying to not have the the overhead of uh, of having employees on their books and having to deal with the, the withholding and that sort of thing. They'll they'll turn to outside consultants uh, and pay them on a contract for for 1099. The problem is. The IRS takes a, a, a real uh, hard look at, right now particularly, those, those contractors. They're taking a very tight definition of what that means. And so in, in a lot of cases, companies are finding that uh, these, these contract employees that they've been using as contract employees for years are, in fact, as far as the IRS is concerned, um, an employee. And so they get stuck with you know, back taxes and back withholdings and, you know, issues like that. Um, so it can, it can be, uh, it, again, they're, they're on the lookout right now because of the big changes in, in healthcare. Um, they're looking to get, get as much money coming in as they can. And so they're trying to find that uh, as often as they can. And there's, there's just any number of, of pitfalls that are out there. Okay. Well, let's, um, uh... Let's look at with some of the projects. You know, you talked about uh, project work. What would be some of the examples of projects that you uh, that you will help help a small organization with? Sure, and it's not just small organizations. We we can we do a lot of project work actually for for very large national and international con- uh, companies that we work okay. with. But it's it's things like a, a compliance audit. You know, we'll we'll come into an organization and we'll audit them uh, to see. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people don't like the word audit, but let's say we'll review their procedures to make sure that they are, in fact, in compliance with with what those labor laws are. We'll we'll take a look at things. We'll create a report and say this is these are your your hot issues. These are the 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 the, the pants on fire kind of problems that you got to deal with. 
And it, you know, just comes down to these may be just some best practices that you want to take a look at. We create a lot of employee handbooks for organizations or we'll, we'll review employee handbooks and make sure that, that those are, are uh, uh, compliant, that they're applicable to, you know, their industry. I, we, we're just looking at one for uh, a company that uh, it's a, they've got a staff of three and they've got a 56 or 58 po- page employee handbook that's designed for a large organizations with multiple sites in multiple states. But, you know, it's a, it's an, again, an entrepreneur trying to, to get what, what they believe they need and they find something and it, it turns out to be wholly inappropriate to what their needs are. Um, and so we, we help, help folks with that. Claims investigations are another big thing, you know, that we can do. If you've got some type of a discrimination claim, we can come in and, cause you need a, a an arm's length third party to take a look at those kinds of things. Uh, we can come in and take a look at those kinds of things. Um, we're working with one company now doing an onboarding procedure for when they bring employees on, they want to make sure that across the board and all of their, uh, all of their sites across the country, that they're using the same procedures to onboard their people so that there's consistency in terms of, of, of how people uh, work and, and what the processes are throughout. Okay. So I understand you're also involved in uh, working with clients on the recruiting side as well. Yeah, we do. Um, we, uh, we help uh, companies. We, we call it our partnership model uh, for recruiting. Um, and, and, uh, we believe it's a, a, a different and we think a better uh, a way of recruiting um, than, than what most, most companies uh, have looked for. Um, the big thing that, that makes it different is how it's priced and the fact that there's no inherent conflict of interest. By, by how it's priced, what I mean is there's a set price. We tell you what the cost of bringing that, searching for that employee and bringing that employee uh, on board is going to be. So you know what the cost is right from the outset. Right. So if we were to find a superstar, right, who you want to pay twice what you were originally thinking about to hire that person in the, in the traditional contingent search uh, organization, um, you're going to pay for that. Right. You're going to because it's based on a percentage of what that that employee's total compensation package uh, package is. But in our case, we've said this is what the cost is from the outset. And that's what the cost is. And there's no surprises and, and no issues with, with regard to that. I think a bigger a, a bigger difference for us is the the lack of a conflict of interest, right? In in the the typical search company's uh, structure, once you find an employee, and once once they present to the employee and you say, okay, this is the this is the person we want to hire. Now that recruiter has changed sides of the table. No, they're no longer working on your side of the table. They're now on the employee's side of the table. Why? Well, because. They want to get that employee as highly compensated as they possibly can in order to drive up what their income is going to be. And so that that conflict of interest is gone, our model, and, and it really reflects the name of our company, which is HR Value Partners. We really strive to be uh, a partner in in uh, in all of your HR services. Well, that, that, and that leads to an interesting question in itself uh, in terms of the value proposition that you make to uh, your, your prospective clients in terms of, all right, yeah, there's a lot of issues out there, but how do I make money or save money by using uh, HR value partners? Well, I, I just illustrated a way in terms of, in terms of looking for uh, your employees. Um, 
if if you've got conflicts or or issues dealing with your people, um, that's a real expensive cost, right? That's a real expensive thing. If 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 there are people that you're um, you're having to discipline and you don't have a of a good disciplinary uh, uh, path set up, right? That can cause issues. I talked about onboarding before. If there's an inconsistency in how managers are managing their departments or how employees are working their workflow, that can be very, very expensive. So it's a, it's a, a way of, of, of streamlining processes among other things that, that can see a real effect on the bottom line. Okay. So basically then there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, cost, if you will, that people don't really understand the cost of, of hiring and retaining employees as opposed to, you know, losing employees and having to replace them on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, David. And thank you, Peter. We're going to take a quick break and we'll have more of our program, Strategic Insights Radio, after this timeout on Business Radio X. Are you thinking about starting a business? Does your business need a loan or investors? Are you ready to grow and succeed? Then you need to call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 470-238-9097 for more information or to schedule your free business consultation. Welcome back to Strategic Insight Radio. And today our guest is Peter Yunt from HR Value Partners. Let's continue then, Peter. One of the things I understand that you advocate is a planned benefit strategy and been doing a lot of speaking about that with various conferences. What is planned benefit strategy? That, that actually uh, ties into the question um, that you were just, uh, just asking about. You know, uh, Businesses need to be strategic in all the things that they do. They need to be strategic uh, in, in how they look at marketing. They need to be strategic in how they're, they're forecasting for the future. And one of the strategic things that companies have to look for and typically don't is benefits. And so um, they, they find themselves behind the eight ball. And so what do I mean by that? Well, benefits are a thing that, that you, can, you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it compliantly, right? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide benefits in a way that is compliant. It's what the law says I have to do. It's the bare minimum. I'm doing just what I'm supposed to do. And, and so that's, that's how we're doing it. And that's fine. And that keeps you out of trouble with, with, uh, with the law. Um, doesn't make you particularly uh, popular, however, with your employee base typically, right? The other way of looking at things is if you look at it strategically, you want to make, your, make it a differentiation between you and your competition. You're looking at how you can use benefits to attract your top-level employees and how to, how to retain your top-level employees. And as, as you know as, as, as well as I, turnover is a killer in terms of, of costs for companies, right? Finding new people, bringing new people in, training new people, those costs are, are, are an absolute killer. And if so, if you can make a work environment makes people want to stay there, that's a, that's a really strong um, strategy in terms of, of consistency and in, in costs and in terms of, of how the, how the business flows. And so that's what we advocate that, that strategic benefits uh, uh, look so that you're looking not just what am I doing this year, but how am I changing the culture of my company 
through benefits in order to make it a, a, a real, a great place to work. You know, a, an extreme example of this um, would be Google. You know, I, I'm sure you've read and virtually everybody has read about what working at the Google headquarters is like. You know, they've got catered meals and they've got uh, ping pong tables and recreation areas and all kind of things like that. Now, virtually no business other than Google can can make that kind of a work environment. But on a smaller scale, we can work in our companies to make it an attractive, fun, um, good place to work. And, and the benefit strategy is, is key and integral to that because it goes well beyond just uh, major medical and, and, and vision and dental. You know, what, what are some of the other, other benefits that would be the, the type that appeal to people? There's a lot. And, and because of the paradigm change with, uh, with the Affordable Care Act, companies are having to, having to start and look more creatively. Uh, one of the big things that's on, that's on the horizon right now um, is actually uh, student loans, paying student mm. loans, right? You, you're attracting people because you say, okay, you come work for us um, and we'll pay X number of dollars for your student loans uh, with the proviso that you continue to work for us for X number of years, right? And so that employee comes, you pay off, say, $30,000, and they work, they agree to work for you for those three years. And at the end of those three years, they, they can continue to work. And that $30,000 is now something that's, that they don't have to deal with anymore. That works great for new employees. It also actually works great for retaining uh, employees that you already have. Uh, because there's an awful lot of, and I'm, I'm in this boat, um, awful lot of parents out there who have kids in college and have taken on some of that, that uh, student loan debt as well. Amen to that. Right. Yeah. And, and so here's a way that you can help those people to, to pay off that debt and, and uh, you know, not have to worry uh, so much about it. So it's a, it's a really good way of, of doing that. So there's lots of things that companies are doing that are looking at outside the box. Nutrition programs and wellness programs and uh, smoking cessation programs or, you know, fitness programs, all kinds of things that companies are doing to enhance that whole package. Uh, that, that is really interesting. You know, you, you mentioned the parents there a little bit. And, you know, I've been reading uh, – different a lot of different sources that the issue of uh, helicopter parents and how the how the generation you know the the generational uh, changes um are having an impact upon uh, employers and their and their businesses and then the employees the younger employees millennials and so forth yeah it it is it, it can be an issue and and um I, I I don't know that that I've got any anecdotes that that we've experienced personally in regard to that but I've I've certainly read a lot about some of these some of these helicopter parents who will will actually come in and, and try to to negotiate with management before an employee starts or worse even after an employee is is on board and they've got some kind of a complaint and you know mom comes in and comes comes talking to the manager um, probably not a not not a good situation yeah for sure <laughs> for sure so t- tell me a little bit about the uh, success that you found with your 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 model well uh, the the recruiting model you're talking yes. about um, we we've actually uh we've placed a lot of people you know uh hundreds and hundreds uh, of employees using that model and and our clients are really really happy about that we've had um some uh major manufacturers uh, that we've been on site 
just continually filling the pipeline for them uh, for you know eighteen to twenty four months, uh, just keeping that keeping that ball rolling. And they uh, they have a set fee. They know what that cost is up front, um, and we just continue to 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 bring in. Uh, in the case of of uh, this organization, it was it was engineers and managers um, that that we were bringing in. They had a large scale need. It was over an extended period of time, and we were able to do that. Likewise, we were looking with a lot of small companies um, that want to have a, a control on what their costs are uh, and an, an assurance that they've got somebody who's going who's gonna to work well with them. So it's, it's worked out well in, in, a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I understand, I've heard that, that there are some areas uh, where, where particular skill sets are in short supply. Oh, yeah, there, there absolutely are. You know, some of the, some of the engineering, you know, uh, electrical engineering, for example, um, is, you know, you can practically write your own ticket with that. And uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, very technical uh, kind of uh, uh, roles are, uh, there, there are just not enough people to fill the need. Now, we, uh, we typically don't deal with with hourly employees are the, the recruiting that we're, we're doing is more at the professional and executive level. Uh, but there are, there are employee shortages, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the, the, the workplace. I've, uh, just, um, last week, two weeks ago, uh, was speaking at a, a trucking convention. Um, and, you know, there are, there's a, a huge need, um, for, for truck drivers, um, and it's there's just not enough of them to fill that gap, and and so welders are another another really big need um, that they, there's just not enough people out there doing that kind of work. So there's there's work to be had. Um, you just gotta gotta kind of find it. Okay, so also your your website talks about uh, the employment life cycle. What's what's that all about? Well, we, we look at, uh, the employment life cycle, um, that has uh, a number of steps to it. Enlist, engage, uh, enlarge, uh, enrich. And, and basically what it is, is we're, we're looking at the life cycle of an employee. Enlist is pretty obvious, right? That's Mm -hmm. bringing, bringing the people on, bringing the right people on and, 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 and finding people to, to come work for you. That, that partnership model of recruiting, uh, comes into play pretty uh, pretty directly there. Engage, okay. That's that's the next step. You've you've got them on. Uh, you've hired them now. Now you're talking about bringing them on board, making sure that that onboarding process functions like it's supposed to. That that people's goals are are going to be aligned with the corporate goals. That they understand exactly what they're supposed to do and how it is that they're supposed to do it. So engaging them in that workflow process and, and making sure that they understand what their goals are, what the company's goals are, what their objectives need to be. Um, enlarge, uh, that nec- that's the next step that deals with uh, developing your talent, right? You want to make sure that your talent now is they're on board, you've hired them, they're, they're in place, um, you, you've gotten them through the, um, the onboarding process. Now they're starting to deal with the workflow. They're dealing with the customers. They're um, uh, they're they're doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. So you want to make sure that they know how best to to help those customers. You want to help them uh, look at how to uh, expand their knowledge base. Right. Um, a lot of that deals with reviews, uh, having a structured review process. People. Um, 
sometimes are afraid of employee reveals, re- reviews, uh, and, and they're really not intended to be a punitive kind of thing, right? If, if you, if you uh, coordinate uh, employee reviews correctly, um, the, the employees and the managers will recognize that it's a way for us to, to help our, our employees to grow, to understand where their strengths are, understand where their deficiencies are, and, and then the important thing is help them to, once they've identified those deficiencies, strengthen those, strengthen them and, and, and learn what it is they need to, uh, to, to deal with. Um, enrich, um, that's, that's kind of obvious from the word, but it's really not. You know, money is is an important factor, but it's not the it's not the only factor. And a lot of times you'll find that money is 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 not the thing that wants to keep people there. What what we find is when everybody's pulling together, when people feel that that there's a goal in mind and that they're all pulling for the same in the same direction and that they're all trying to. Um, to really work together for for a combined effort, that kind of 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 essentially soul enrichment makes people want to stay, and certainly uh, you know you you have to compensate people correctly. But there have been plenty of situations that I'm familiar with where people walked away from very highly compensated uh, positions uh, because they they just lost the vision of what the company was doing and, and why they were there. Yeah, I've read a lot of, uh, in fact, there was a uh, psychology program that I uh, pay, uh, was watching one time. They was talking about that there's a lot of motivators for for employees besides money. Oh, absolutely. And that's particularly true of the millennials now. The millennials really want to have uh, a goal. They, they, you know, there's some something out there. They want to conquer the world. They want to conquer the world together with with some kind of a team. Um, and and uh, you know, they want to get paid, but they want to have that that vision, and it's it's real important for them. Okay. So when we talk about the uh, your 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 compensation plans and and how to how to grow the organization, uh, how do you help? organizations in their compensation plans that's that's actually one of one of uh, uh my partner brad's uh real strengths in in uh, uh dealing with compensation compensation structures uh he works very closely with the companies to look at um what the uh what the industry norms are what the norms are in your area um to to come up with a a logical uh, and progressive uh, structure for for how that compensation works. Looking at a, a whole lot of factors, and honestly, I have to defer to him in in terms of of what all the minutia is on that because it's it's uh, it's pretty complex. Uh, but you want to make sure that you've got it right. It has to be logical. Uh, it has to work uh, within the organization, but it also has to work uh, cross organizationally. By that, I mean um, you know not just the your competition in the area, but all of the businesses that are in the area, you, you, you know, you're, cause you're competing, uh, particularly in management types. Um, they could be working for you. They could be working in an entirely different industry. Um, if they don't, you know, so you got to make sure that you're, you're competitive in your area. Okay. The, the other, the cost, you know, cost is, a, is obviously a big, big factor in that. And it's, Helping to understand what are all those costs and how to drive the cost down where, where, where it makes sense. 
from a, from a comp well not only compensation perspective but obviously that's a cost you want to manage your growth how do you how do you factor in all the different aspects of of the costs of employees and well, and and actually convert that maybe not so much to looking at it as a cost but as a as a value add to the organization well and that gets back really to the strategic perspective that we want to take a look at we 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 encourage uh, we we've talked about a benefit strategy. We just talked a little bit about a, a compensation strategy. Um, we we really advocate companies looking strategically, looking uh, at, at the long the long haul. It's not just what is my, what's my cost today, what's my cost this week, but but where are we going and and how do we get there? And um, sometimes, right, you have to you got to spend money to make money, mm-hmm. right? And there are ways that but that that when you look strategically and you have a plan, sometimes costs can increase now with the, with the, uh, uh, the result that down the line, the, the, uh, the, the, the cost of the company, the cost per unit, as it were, will ultimately go down because you become more functional. You become more, um, uh, more process oriented, uh, in terms of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it across the board. So it's it's much more of a strategic look. It's there's no one size fits all, right? You have to look at each company individually and, and determine where they're going and what it is that they uh, that they can best do to get there. Great. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more how we can and how listeners can get a hold of you. Well, our our website is hrvaluepartners.com. Uh, hrvaluepartners.com. You can reach me, uh, the easiest way to reach me is on my cell phone, and that's uh, uh, 262-676-9633. I've got that uh, typically on my hip all the time, and so I can uh, best be reached there, or at my uh, email address, which is peter at hrvaluepartners.com. Super. Well, Peter, it's been great. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's been fun. All right. Thank you, David, and great job, Peter. Great information. Quick reminder, this was Strategic Insights Radio discussing the HR services and planned benefits programs. For more information about Peter Yunt and health markets, please call 262-676-9633, or you can send an email to info at peteryunt.com. That's info at peteryunt.com, and that's spelled P-E-T-E-R-J-U-N-D-T.com. For more information about David Wilkins or Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., Contact Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 470-238-9097 or visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Quick reminder that Strategic Insights Radio is broadcast every Thursday morning at 1130 right here on Business Radio X. And we'll see you next time right here on Strategic Insights Radio. Mm-hmm.